Hey, 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 and a very good morning to you. I'm Jen Sue on the buzz, cliffcentral.com. Hello, and I'm Jason Von Berg, and welcome to it. We are here with you for the next hour talking about what is buzzing in Josiewood and Hollywood and beyond. Bzz, a lot of stuff <laughs> going on, I must say. There have been all kinds of events. Last week, uh, we had a really great event with the 4th Street Wines launch mm. at Shine Studios. It was a whole 50s theme. Think Grease Lightning meets Pink Poodle, lots of celebs. And, who was there, uh, Jen? Who was there? Like Maps, Mapunyane and Tamarin Jardine and all these guys. I think Simba was there. It was awesome. Uh, we also have the Generations actors, Ooh. the entire striking cast fired. 16 of them. Can you believe it? Including Sophie Ndaba, Menzi Ngubane, Katlejo Danke, some of the biggest names in television and in South Africa. In, indeed. It's an unprecedented in the 38 history of South African TV that yeah. this has happened. And I think it's a good stand for them. I'm, I'm pro them because obviously, you know, they were promised a lot of things, uh, in their initial striking action and, uh, that wasn't delivered by the SABC or with, uh, Mfundi Wundler's production company. So, you know, they're standing their ground. Yes, they have been dismissed, but let's see what happens. I Absolutely. Mean, what happens to a show like Generations without those, those 16 stars? How do you kill them off? They're not, they're not in the, the exactly. scenes. Exactly. There, there's no way they can actually do this. Now listen, advertisers cough up an astronomical 220,000 rand per 30 second ad break in generations to get their product or service in front of that, Sorry, say that massive again? average audience. We're talking 220,000 rand per 30 second ad break. Isn't that unbelievable? So where? The where? audience averages 7.5 million viewers. So where, why are these people not getting the, the accolades that they are And demanding? they've been told that they've been demanding Hollywood salaries. But they, Charlie Sheen would laugh at this. Of course. Hollywood salaries. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean. Seriously. They're not going to get 10 million rand or 1 million rand per episode. That's not going to happen. It's a soapy. It cannot happen. They weren't even asking for that. They were asking for like around 100,000 roughly a month. Which I think roughly is Roughly 30,000 rand a week. With those figures in mind. Correct. I mean, if you think about the figures, what they're getting in advertising revenue, it's not completely far-fetched. These guys are veteran actors. Why not? The show's 21 years old, which means it has, like Okay, said, now I'm going to audition for Generations, well, that's what guys. I was Don't you say. need a Chinese, you know, <laughs> Chinese actress? Yes. Well, I've done Isbaya. Of course. So, you know, I could do something now in Generations, now that there's some space open. Yeah, well, what could I be, Jen? <laughs> I've never done some acting, so will you give me some acting lessons? Maybe we can go and be... The, the It'll be just you and me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You, me, and Damon. The mm. three of us, maybe. <laughs> sure, that would be interesting. I love that. I love the sound of that. So very, very interesting times for generations. And uh, if you have any storylines, proposed storylines for the, the creators, because I think they're going to have a hell of a task here trying to create this this ending of an era uh, of this, so to speak, generation of actors and introducing the new one. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, get in touch with us. You can call us 861 555 Otherwise, on WeChat as well. Just send a message straight through to the studio right now. That's right. Also on Twitter at CliffCentral.com. So get into it right now. Um, what's the whole thing with Casper and AKA, the beef that's happening? Yo, I've just got a press release now from AKA's management saying that there is, uh, he won't be participating in any interviews uh, or, you know, conducting any interviews. But uh, there's a lot of alleged feud between him and Casper. Uh, I don't really know what happened. Apparently a gun was pulled on some... 
scene or you know some club or whatever that they were both in attendance at over the weekend. Um, and this, this press release says this serves as, as an official statement regarding last Friday's incident at Urban Brew. We cannot comment on behalf of third parties involved in this incident. We can, however, confirm that AKA does not condone violence and neither he nor anyone on his official team carries weapons or instructs anyone to use weapons on their behalf. That is hectic. I mean, I, AKA is like, like the gentlest guy ever. He's very, very chilled. Very strange. What about the Skip Fashion Exchange? What's happening with all of that? Well, have you been to one of those before, Jen? Apparently so. <laughs> you have? I have, okay. yes. So um, basically the next one is uh, coming up uh, very, very soon. It's, uh, it's yeah, basically uh, Bonang's going to be there and then you bring your fashion, I think you exchange clothes is how I understand Okay, I'm that. taking Bonang's clothes. She's well, got some nice ones. She sold some of them on Gumtree recently. Yes, I know. So maybe she's got some leftovers. She went shopping in Italy recently, so maybe she's worn them once and now she's getting rid of it's them. okay. She's worn them once. I'll still take them. <laughs> she can have a couple of my clothes too. I've got some, actually, I've got a few very nice clothes. If anybody wants to exchange with me, you'd actually be getting yourself some very nice things. Hmm. There you go. You see. <laughs> so if you want to go and check this out, it's happening at Katie's Palace in Sanson on the 21st of August. You'll get a three-course sit-down meal, um, and you'll also get some fashion tips from Alexis Chef. Chef? I don't know Chef-y, how to Chef. yes. That's how you pronounce her surname. And yeah, it We do be the fashion pack together, actually, on uh, Expressa, so it's a lot of fun. So maybe you two can swap clothes then. Wow. Oh, but Alexis, she's got the smallest waist. Her waist is about half of my waist. Uh, okay. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. If you want to, <laughs> my wanna... clothes would be very baggy on Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to book your tickets, you can call uh, Shakira on 011-300-6700. Otherwise, yeah, just get in touch with us and we'll pass in the details as well. That's the Skip ex- uh, Fashion Exchange happening this coming Thursday. And then, of course, internationally, we've got the VMAs, the MTV Video Music Awards, coming up on Sunday. Love this. It's my best one. I know. What do you think? I mean, there's some interesting predictions, I think, that we're going to be looking at. I think Pharrell's going to be very, very happy, put it that way. I definitely think Pharrell is going to do very well. Um, Video of the year, the nominees are Beyonce featuring Jay-Z, Drunk in Love, Pharrell Williams, Happy. Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX, Fancy. You love that song. I'm so fancy. I do. Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. Do not forget Miley Cyrus. Oh, that and Sia, Chandelier. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win videos? Ooh, I think Wrecking Ball's got a good chance, but I also think Beyonce, Drunk in Love with Jay-Z. Just because of all the, you know, the, the drama around them. And yeah, the song is Solange very controversial. And everything. Yeah, the Solange, the, the, the divorce rumors, all of that drama. Um, I don't yeah. think I think Iggy's got a good song, but I don't think she's in the running. Yeah, opinion. I think it's not going to happen for Iggy for Video of the Year. Sia as my, well. Yeah, not for Sia. Um, my winner prediction is Miley Cyrus and Wrecking Ball. Okay. You know, don't forget uh, when it went on Vivo, it was had the most views in the first 24 hours. It was the fastest clip to reach 100 million viewers. I mean, Wrecking Ball and Miley Cyrus. The thing is because. Pop music moves so fast. So like right now, we're not really thinking about Miley Cyrus and Wrecking Ball. Mm-mm. But if you look at the whole year, I would say she definitely is going to probably, well, I wouldn't say definitely, but it looks looks very likely she's going to win Video of the Year. But I'm really, really keen to see Beyonce perform because this, you know, she always brings the magic to the stage when she performs. I remember the Billboard Music Awards when she brought that Girls around the world and that. And when the is Fikile going to, Minister Fikile going to bring in Beyonce to South Africa? We're waiting. When he's got the bucks, 200 million or something, isn't it? 
something ridiculous Somebody's like that. Somebody's got the box. We must do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the Video Music Awards happening on Sunday evening live from Los Angeles. And uh, we will bring you all the information as it unfolds. I'm sure there's going to be some drama. You know, the twerking, the Kanye West, I'm going to let you finish. Taylor Swift has just dropped a new single. Absolutely. So yeah, let's see what happens. Mm. And also the 66th Emmys are also going to be the next evening. I mean, talk about back-to-back. Why did they do the MTV VMAs and then the Emmys right after? I just, I don't understand why did they do that back-to-back like that. These celebs, you know, they need to get ready and they need to, they don't want Unless to be it's tired. a logistical thing so that they can kind of hang out. But, you know, it's kind of, they're different genres. I don't know marking if anybody's going to overlap. Maybe marking the end of summer in the States? Maybe. Possibly. It's a little bit weird to have yeah. like a major primetime award ceremony on a Monday evening. Yeah. But maybe they're looking at ratings. Sometimes, you know, ratings-wise, people are home Monday evening, you know, they're watching. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. The Emmys don't really excite me too much. They, you know, they're, it's nice they're... to see the TV people uh, being honored for what they do best. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't excite me as much as the VMAs. Yeah, and no, the VMAs are definitely like just out there. Yeah. We love all the outrageousness at the MTV VMAs, so that's going to be awesome. And you can catch the Emmys live on Mnet at 2 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Otherwise, at 6 o'clock, they're rebroadcast on Mnet on Tuesday evening. So there you go. Excellent stuff. We have Chef Benny. He is from MasterChef. He's going to talk all about the new season, season three of MasterChef SA that is debuting this Thursday. We're going to find out all the nitty-gritties of that with uh, Chef Benny. That's coming up right after this. To you on from Tanache. Check it. 
Opera poet on up till I can't even think no more. Yeah, 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 to go dumb, then go more dumb, then we can keep a little let's roll. one from Tanache right here on the Buzz on CliffCentral.com. So we got a message to studio. It says, uh, I don't know who that's from, but it says, uh, yes, but 12 of the actors in Generations were on the top 20 local paid actors in the country. It's from Why Dupes. Why Dupes. Do you know how much they were paid, Why Dupes? That's what I'm quite interested to to find out because, yeah, they might be in the top 20, but how much are they actually getting paid for their appearances in one of the most talked about and loved shows on television? And the thing is, the contracts were given back to them, and there was no pay increase at all. There was really no adjustment. Now, where does that happen in a normal paying or, you know, employment agreement? I mean, Obviously. I think that, you know, there's uh, something to be said when we talked about, again, those advertising figures exactly. and the viewership of over 7.5 million. I mean, there's, you know, there's something to be said about that. So I think the Fergusons are going to jump on this. Connie and Shauna Ferguson, and they're thinking, yeah, let's bring, let's get them onto another Sophie, and we call it Generation Next or something. Exactly. Now we've got a major chef in the house, Jason. Who is our chef? Ah, well, he has been cooking up a storm in a local TV show called MasterChef South Africa for three seasons, three and a bit. Well, we'll get to the bit in a little bit. Uh, but Benny from MasterChef South Africa joins us in studio. Benny, welcome to CliffCentral.com. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, Jace. <laughs> yes, it has. So, yeah. season three of MasterChef kicks off. Can you believe it? Yeah, man. I'm I'm super excited about this. Um, obviously, uh, when we started out with season one, it was like the best thing that's ever happened to me. But then it's been three seasons now, and uh, and it's going great. So I'm really, really having a good time and enjoying myself. Excellent stuff. Now, what can we look forward to in this new season of MasterChef? Well, um, you know, when we did season one, uh, we had the first bunch of contestants, which were a bit nervous. We were also on a nervous tip because it was the first show, looking at what the Australians have done with their show. But season two showed us different. You know, um, I mean, we got contestants that did super, like, uh, exciting stuff, you know. Uh, and season three is, you know, more of that. Is there uh, some serious drama? We've got serious drama. We've got serious. We have diva chefs. Not <laughs> necessarily, but we've got serious talent, yeah, and a different way of thinking when it comes to food. But these guys did their homework and they showed us stuff that we actually never thought of. You obviously can't tell us too much about the contestants because there's there's the whole boot camp sort of uh, stage of the competition, which we'll get introduced to on Thursday evening. Yeah. 
um, but without giving too much away. Yeah. Tell us about one or two of the personalities, like a, a little backstory without too much backstory, if you're allowed to. You see, I'm, I'm digging here. I'm trying to get as, lot, as much information as I can out of you. Um, all I can say is that we got a good mix, you know, in terms of people coming from different, you know, uh, um, 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 aspects of life and, uh, but people that are, you know, co- they're pursuing their dreams, but normal people that, you know, uh, you meet every day on the street, but never thinking that, you know, they have so much passion for food, but the talent that is there. All I can say is that, you know, we've got people that started, you know, way, way, way from the bottom, but, uh, you know, started did, from the bottom, yeah. now they're here. And they did wonderful things. So, um, that's all I can tell you, but it's exciting. You know, um, the viewers are going to relate to these guys and, uh, you know, all of us are going to be involved and go on this journey with these people. And, and it's going to be a lot of drama, uh, but a lot of also learning and, 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 and finding yourself, you know, um, in each of these contestants, you know, as you watch. But, uh, yeah, um, a lot of the viewers are going to get really involved in this. And, uh, but, yeah, it's going to be fun also, you know, um, with us three and especially with the inclusion of Ruben. Yes, uh, you say us three. Who are the three? Uh, it's me, Pete, and uh, our new judge, uh, Ruben Riffle. The Spice Guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the nice. Robertson Guy. The Robertson Guy. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. That'll be very I, interesting. I want to find out because we've obviously seen those promos airing on air at the moment where they're very cool. And, you know, when you watch them, they're fun. And I can see you giggling there because you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's, they play, Jen, they play pranks on Ruben who's you know they do their pieces to camera and their little skits and then all of a sudden Ruben opens the the mystery box and out jumps this like jack-in-a-box or something and his <laughs> his facial expressions are just like completely amazed by what's and shocked you know and they're sitting in the background like giggling like little children you know it's brilliant it's fantastic so yeah, I mean we had to initiate and we had to bring him in you know uh but Ruben is a dear friend uh, we've known each other uh, for a while now, so it didn't actually feel like he was the new guy on the show because, you know, he was involved in season one as as, as one of our guest judges. Mm. And, um, yeah, we know him, you know, in our circles. And uh, he's bringing a wealth of experience and knowledge. I mean, he is one of the top chefs in South Africa um, that has, you know, done it overseas and then come back and is doing even greater things here. So the, his inclusion is really, really valuable. Now, Benny, you grew up in Alexandra Township. Uh, you were lured into the culinary world by your mom. Now, she was a cleaner at Wimpy's. Is that right? Yeah, at, at one stage when she decided, uh, you know, that uh, this is not going to be her life, you know. Um, she was a cleaner at the Wimpy here in Randburg. Uh, and then she decided to go to um, a cooking school in Midrand. Um, and um, she was there for nine months. And then after that, she started her own business. So... You know, firstly, when I got involved with cooking, it was not out of choice. It was, you know, I had to do it. You had to do it. Yeah. So your brothers and it. sisters, were you all got doing it together as a family? Not all of us. You know, my brother and sister were older than me, so they had a bit of a say. Um, I, I didn't have a choice, you know. I had to do everything that I was told. But uh, that's where I learned all the basics, you know. Uh, but, yeah, she, she played a really important role in, in, in bringing me into the world of food. And, and, you know, that's why I discovered that. You know, I got a bit, you know, of talent there. And how did you get into MasterChef? Uh, yeah, man. I got an email. I was off for the weekend and I came back on a Tuesday. Normally, um... Now, were you, know, you working as in a restaurant? Yeah, or what were you doing at the time? I was, you? I was, uh, executive chef at, uh, 
uh, Sun Square in Monte Casino. Okay. Um, and uh, I just came back from my office and I got this email from uh, Donald, the director of the show, um, and the producer of the show, and um, you know, just to have a chat. And I went in, you know, spoke about my experience, where I've been, what I've done. Um, what's my take on South African food and if I were to become a judge on the show what would I look for you know um, that was a conversation lasted about an hour and a half and then after that I was invited for auditions which I had to go through four auditions um, wow. one in Cape sure. Town which was held on my birthday and uh, <laughs> I was like you know what this is you know it's a sign that you know things might happen you know and I wore my uh, wedding suit to that one. You know? Wow. Yeah, so that brought me a bit <laughs> of luck, luck too. Suit. Yeah, but basically, I think around 271 chefs, professional chefs and people involved in catering and, and um, food and the restaurant business were, you know, auditioned. But obviously, Emnet um, was looking for, um, you know, a combination that not only um, is based on your experience on food, but also, you know, how you'd come across, you know, in front of the camera and how you relate to the contestant. So it was, you know, a mixture of things, um, but a whole lot of us, um, you know, auditioned. And, uh, you know, I was lucky that I was chosen as one of the three. Now, you are season three or into season three now. And, uh, you know, obviously the you've become one of the most recognizable people on TV in South Africa. Do you get a lot of fans who approach you in the streets and go, oh, I love what you said to that contestant? Or, you know, I think you're a little bit harsh to Carmeny or, I don't know, Dina or uh, Leandri or any of those, you know? Do you get that sort of response from people? Yeah, man, I must say that, that you know, I have, you know, I've been lucky that, you know, a whole lot of people that I meet, you know, receive me, you know, um, well and with warm hands and... um. I get this everywhere I go. I mean, we do cooking shows, you know, when I go shopping or whenever I'm in one of our hotels. Um, I meet people that are, you know, they follow the show and they get inspired by the show, but they also value what we have to say in terms of the feedback that we give to our contestants and the tips that they get, that they learn from us. And, mm. and I've got a whole lot of people that follow me on Facebook and Twitter that are always asking for recipes and tips on food and wanting to learn about food and you know, I think it's great what the show has done. You know, personally, you know, I have grown in a lot of ways where I learned, you know, a whole lot of things and met different people, you know, by, you know, just the food that we taste that gets presented to us gives us also ideas and tips on, you know, things that we wouldn't have thought would go together. But then seeing someone do it, then you can see that, okay, this works. But, you know, um, my world has changed, you know, a whole lot since mm. since I was involved in the show. I've been in the food industry professionally about 15 years. Sure. But, uh, you know, in the past three years, I've learned a whole lot, um, which I really appreciate. And, you know, we get people coming up to us and want to take pictures and getting tips. But just to touch you and take a oh, photo touch with you. you. Yeah. Can I touch you? Get <laughs> <laughs> you far away yeah, from man, me. Touch me on my yeah. studio, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of weird uh, things, but, uh, you know, I just appreciate the love and, and you know, um, people genuinely value what we, 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 we have to, to, to say about food and, and the advice that we get and the inspiration that they get, not only from the contestants, but from just watching us, yeah. you know, on TV and especially where I come from in Alex, where there's a lot of not so good things happening um, and not so positive things, you know, especially for the youth. But, you know, I go around the streets where I think people wouldn't have, like be able to recognize me because not everybody's got DSTV, but people now do that and they can see. And you know, it's a good thing to be a positive influence in 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 other people's lives, which you know the show the show has afforded me. Yeah. You know. 
And I think that's, for me, when I watch MasterChef, that's why I enjoy watching it because not only is it shot beautifully, and I mean, you, your backdrop alone is is it's terrible, Cape Town, yeah. or, you know, yeah. uh, it, it really is beautiful. But I think the fact that you don't break people down in the show, you you empower them, you mm. you want them to learn about the industry that you so much adore mm. and, and love and give back to, you know, so it's really nice that we can see that not only as viewers, but as potential cookers ourselves or yeah. master chefs ourselves. Yeah, and I mean, the idea of the show is for us to put them through possible, you know, situations that they will have to face if they carry on, you know, in the food industry. And, uh, you know, as much as um, it might seem like we're putting them way too under pressure, but that's how, you know, our industry is, where um, you're given a very short time you know, to come up with something great. And if you don't, chances are you might never get that chance again, you mm. know. Uh, but then we put them through real-life situations and see how they can handle it. Obviously, it's it's more, like, um, intense and pressurized, but um, that's what they're going to have to face if they really want to do this. And, 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 you know, that's what we're trying to highlight out there. Uh, but, yeah, we but find people that are resilient that are made for this. But you, you know? not only... Um, you know, there's the intense situations and it, it can be quite dramatic on TV, but you're not as intense as, say, a Gordon Ramsay, for instance, who's swearing. Is that what, it, is that what it's like in there where they... Do you think, but don't you, you think know? it's all for show? Yeah, uh, but you know what? Kitchen is a very pressurized environment, but then, you know, I choose not to be like a Gordon Ramsay, you okay. know, and, and so are the other guys, you know. Uh, there are different ways of achieving you know, um, um, the goals that you set yourself in the kitchen. Uh, some decide to be loud and, and swearing and, and throwing pans. And But there's another way where you can be calm and talk to somebody in a way that would not degrade them and, and you know, demotivate them, but, you know, show them where they've done wrong and how they can improve it and carry on. You get heated up, you know, heated moments in the kitchen, but... Swearing and throwing stuff around is not the best solution. Yeah. Damn it! I was hoping like a spatula is gonna be hitting someone in the face. I would face actually this do that because I can blow up microwaves. I mean, yeah, I can actually burn boiling water. You oh, have cool. to understand how nice great thing. a cook yeah. I am. Uh, <laughs> so you can just see me sometimes. Yeah. Thank goodness the microphones are not on. Yeah, yeah. maybe you should come back one uh, during the season and we can have a little cook off here and see between myself and Jen who really is crap yeah. at cooking. What uh, do you cool. think, Chef? Uh, no, you can set it up. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll come through. <laughs> um, disclaimer, we've got to have a fire extinguisher on hand, so uh, just in case things go bad. So if you have any questions for Benny, you can call us right now, 0861-555-189. Otherwise, Twitter, cliffcentral.com, uh, Instagram, cliffcentral, uh, and also on WeChat, you can send your message straight through to the studio, a uh, message to, to show, and then uh, Cliff Central is the account that you can do so. So get in touch with us now, and uh, yeah, get in touch if That's you right. want to hear more from Benny. We've got uh, on Twitter, Thomas asks, Hi, Benny. I am a big fan of you. I'm an aspiring chef. What advice would you give me to be a celebrity chef like you? Oh, hi, Thomas. Um, yeah. Um, you know, with this, I mean, being on TV now, um, and especially for chefs, is something that's trending you know, looking at how much uh, cooking shows are on TV. Uh, but obviously, um, I didn't go and apply. You know, I was approached, and um, that's how I got into it. 
but also if you're doing something, something that's different, I'm sure there are producers and people out there that are looking for, you know, um, unique and different content in terms of what you want to do on TV. Find out exactly what your passion is and what you really want to do. And then, you know, once you get that, you know, perfect, perfect your, your craft and, um, you know, get in touch with people that are involved in TV that can produce shows, you know, um, and come up with something different. I mean, if you want to showcase uh, the best fat cakes in, in, in the country mm. and, and you want to do that or, you know, how we get like women's clubs and stuff and guys also have that like, you know, over the weekends and that's they have the, cook-offs. That's the foods. Yeah, you know, they have cookouts and all of that. So you can, you know, um, present that, you know, or then have your own show if you're going to have something that you think is unique and that people will tune into. And you know. I, I think what's really nice about that as well is, you know, I think MasterChef has opened the door for so many foodie yes. TV shows. I mean, you look at Sibon Tongana, you look at Jenny Morris. Uh, right. They've got their own TV shows. CakeNet does a lot of TV shows as well. So Food Network is commissioning left, right, and center. So if you have a really good idea, then pitch it to them. You know, yeah. you never know what might happen. Also on the SABC, I mean, there's lots of I love the cake there. boss too. Yeah. The cake boss. The that's cake that's boss. the thing. You, you, you get... You know, if you're coming in with a fresh idea, different angle, um, and there are a whole lot of those, you know. Um, but obviously, you got to have also the confidence of being in front of the camera, but really know your stuff mm-hmm. too. But uh, I know there are a lot of creative ideas out there and people wanting to do stuff. They always approach me with ideas. And you know, unfortunately, we're bound by a contract. Uh, you I was know, you're not allowed you. to do certain things. But, uh, but I mean, there are great ideas out there. Um, where, you know, as you say, with the Food Network and, and, and also um, the national broadcaster that, you know, they're looking for content that is, you know, relevant to us here in South Africa. And, and people can tune in and, um, you know, if you've got something great, why not? Good stuff. So MasterChef is on Thursday evening at 7.30. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. 7.30, yeah. Season and this three. Thursday begins yeah. Season 3. Yeah, so yeah. So you can get right in from the beginning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be super exciting, and I, you know, if everybody can just tune in and 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 see the talent that we have here in South Africa. But then let's go through this journey with these guys and discovering, you know, what they were meant to do. And towards the end of the season, you'll start seeing promos for the celebrity edition of MasterChef South Africa. Yes, yeah, there's an added bonus. You know, you're gonna have more um, of MasterChef South Africa on the, on your screens. You know, in the next. Six or seven. So you're going to be everywhere for the next yeah. six or seven months. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got the celebrity, and I know that the promos have gone out and the pictures of the celebrities taking part. But that was fun, you know. Um, that's where you're going to see, you know, your normal celebrities under different circumstances, and we will be, you know, up front and waiting for the uh, offering and telling them like it is. Excellent stuff. Cool. Well, Benny, we really, really happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us on the Buzz. At MasterChef underscore SA and your Twitter handle is? Um, chef underscore Benny M. Yay. All yeah. right. Well, I have one more question for Benny before yeah. we wrap it up. Have you ever, by mistake, just put something that wasn't supposed to go into a dish into that dish? <sighs> like has some sweat dropped into your food? Ooh. <laughs> Now, no. How about know, a fingernail? No, but the common one, which didn't really alter the, the, the dish, um, you know, you get um, salt and then you get your sugar, but then you get um, caster sugar, which is more towards the um, um, the texture of salt. Okay. You know, we, and if you're putting things that are not labeled, then you, you know what I'm saying? But then because it wasn't too much that I added, then it didn't really need a lot of rectifying. But uh, 
yeah, just label, you know, your container so you know exactly what you're putting, you know, into your food. Because caster sugar might be like salt, you know, on your fingertips, but then it might ruin your dish. Well, it didn't ruin your career, so you're still here. <laughs> it added a touch of sweetness. Absolutely. <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Benny. Good luck for the season, and we can't wait to see it. Nah, thanks for having me. Uh, but guys, don't forget, tune in um, this Thursday, tomorrow, 1900. No, actually, 7.30. This Thursday. Actually, this it's Thursday. in two days. In two Tomorrow's days Wednesday, remember? Are you yeah. so excited. You're so I want excited. it to be tomorrow. Yeah. Thursday, 7.30, um, Channel 101. Mnet, where we believe in magic. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much again, Benny. Cool. Coming up on the show, we've got Ross Douglas from the F&B Joburg Art Fair. He's going to tell us all about the evolution of the fair and much, much more. And that's, of course, to correspond with Art Week Joburg. That's all coming up on The Buzz. Let's get into some tracks. This is Flawless from Beyonce featuring Nicki Minaj. On that shot and they's going touchdowns on your runway. I'm taking forever like Bobby and I'm Rambo with yo. I'm really a rich like John Jack. I'm Camo with yo. These thoughts can't talk me nowadays. You wish I was your pound pick. Boy, you know I look good at four. Wish I was your baby mom. Want me to come around and give you good karma, but no. We escalate up in this black elevator. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. Dream 
fantasizing about Nikki and B. Current delicious when it's so delicious. Mayday, mayday, earth the bitch. Slap these on their ass like we birthing bitch. Uh, the queen of rap, slaying with Queen B. If you ain't on the team, you playing for Team D. Cause we A-listers, we paid sisters. This watch right here done faith blizzards. I confess I woke up like this. All this drank in my cup like this. All this ass on that flawless Instagram under the flawless pit. Flawless city with these flawless bitties. I got all these hundreds, you got all the fifties. I'm with some flawless women cause they mild and pretty. Cause dudes love bad women that be on a grizzly. Throw the sash back, I be on my frisbee. Princess cut diamonds on my Disney. He want monster, Nikki and Sri Lanka. I told him meet me at the Trump Ivanka. I said, come here, let me show you how the cookie tastes. This, that, get it, and eat the cookie face. Right. Maybe we'll get to hear Beyonce and Nicki Minaj perform this one at the, the MTV Video Music Awards this weekend. That one is called Flawless, and it's the remix of Beyonce's big, big smash hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. It's I mean, you know, somebody's still got to make a grand entrance into the MTV Video Music Awards. Maybe Rihanna, Nikki, and Beyonce, because Rihanna and Beyonce are rumored to be making music together. So who knows? And I also want to see Chris Martin. Do you remember Gwyneth Paltrow's ex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence make an entrance together. Can you believe those <sighs> guys are couple. dating? What a weird couple. <laughs> no, but that's it. I think actually they could be the new it couple in Hollywood. I really want to see them together. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what happens on, on Sunday I know a lot evening, of people yes. are like, eh. Yeah. They don't like that. He's cradle that snatching, coupling. Jen. He's Conscious cradle snatching. Coupling. He must rather just stick to his own, <laughs> own age gap. Sorry. All right. You're on the buzz. We have the director of the FNB Joburg Art Fair, who is right here in studio with us, Ross Douglas. Hi, Ross. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about the FNB Joburg Art Fair. So this year, the F&B Joburg Art Fair is in its seventh year, and um, we have a special focus on, on Lagos. We are sort of doing a partnership with, with uh, Lagos. We've got some interesting new galleries from Lagos coming, and the, um, the Lagos Photo Festival are also showing work from, from Nigeria. Excellent stuff. Now, it's also part of Art Week Joburg, right, which is basically strengthening the visual arts industry throughout South Africa with the Gauteng Tourism in, uh, authority as well. So you're really doing a very big, wide scope for this year's art fair. Yeah, you know, traditionally the art fair used to just focus on what was inside the walls of the Santon Convention Center. And what we wanted to do was to really create an experience, particularly for our foreign visitors, that they could see that Joburg is quite an art city. Um, and so we partnered with Vansa to create Joburg Art Week. And what happens during the art week is that um, galleries activate with, with specific shows, uh, there are open studio visits of artist studios, um, the, the museums like um, Fitz Art Museum, Wham have a show, and it really sort of turns Joburg into a, a great art city for the weekend. Excellent. How has the response been? Um, the response for the FMB Joburg Art for this year is really strong. I mean, the nice thing is that because we've been going for seven years um, and because there's been a real increased international interest in contemporary art from Africa, we're suddenly starting to benefit from that. So this year we have a lot of international buyers, a lot of international curators, um, and the art week, it's its first time, but I think it'll work well. You know, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of growth in contemporary art happening in Joburg, particularly in sort of Maboning and, um, um, Bramfontein. So that'll work, yeah. Ross, you mentioned Lagos and, uh, how, you know, you're kind of working with a lot of artists from there. 
and bringing it to to Johannesburg for this. Uh, how did that relationship come about, and and what what can you elaborate a little bit more about what what we can expect? Yeah, so th- so this year we decided to try and work a lot more with Lagos. So we went to Lagos twice and visited and met with galleries um, and and curators and artists. Um, and what you know what we want to do at the FMB Joburg Art Fair is keep the focus on work from the continent. Mm. And obviously Lagos is you know a, like Joburg, a big big city, a lot of young people, um, a strong contemporary cultural movement. And it was really the city to try and partner with. There are lots of similarities between Joburg and Lagos. And if you're looking for growth in the art world on the continent, it's going to come from places like Joburg than Lagos. I think that's going to be very exciting, just to see what sort of art is coming out of out of the mm-hmm. West African uh, you know, part of the continent and that. So it will be good. Absolutely. Now, one of the highlights of the F&B Joburg Art Fair is the F&B Art Prize. Tell us about that. So the F&B Art Prize has now been running for four years. Um and it's starting to work really well. What what we want, to, what we do with the with the art prize is we choose uh, three judges, and then we have we invite all the galleries who are participating in the art fair to nominate one of their artists. And this year we had a young artist from Zimbabwe, Portia Zavahara, who mm-hmm. won. Um, she participated last year for the first time in the art fair through a Zimbabwe gallery, Harare-based gallery, and now she's been picked up by Stevenson Gallery, which is one of the biggest galleries in the country and has a strong international program. So that's very exciting. There'll be a solo show of her work um, at the fair. And what sort of uh, material or, or – you see, my, my lingo is uh, – I don't really know what to talk about here, but what sort of stuff can we look forward to from her? You know, What is she showcasing at this art fair? So she's a painter, um, okay. and she, she paints um, a, lot, uh, a lot about her own personal experience, okay. a lot about the experience of women. Um, but what makes her work interesting is that um, – she has a very specific painting technique, and generally, what what makes one artist successful is that they come up with a with a with an identity or a way of 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 working with their medium that becomes unique, that has a signature to it. Okay, so in terms of you getting into this, how did that happen? Because you're an entrepreneur, and uh, now you find yourself in this this space. Um, yeah, Are you I, an arts fan as well. Yeah, I, I I am an art lover, but I started in this this business ten years ago. Okay. Um, and what what I wanted to do at that stage was I was working in the TV industry and, and I sort of suddenly reality TV came along and there wasn't much space left for documentaries and I decided to try and reinvent myself. And I started working with the artist William Kentridge, who's obviously internationally re- renowned. And I took his his films that had only ever been seen on, on video, put them onto 35mm and created an event, which we performed in Central Park, New York, Prospect Park, Brooklyn, Guggenheim, Berlin, uh, London. And through that, I really started to understand how internationally contemporary art was a very hot sponsorship property. Um, and before Art Logic came along, there wasn't much art sponsorship in South Africa. There was obviously very focused on sports sponsorship. So we came up with a number of properties that we raised um, sponsorship for, one being the, the, the opera, which we did with William Kentridge, The Magic Flute, and then obviously the F&B Joburg Art Fair being the big one. Now, what about the trends in arts? Are there certain trends that, you know, you'll notice that the people that are going to the Joburg Art Fair this week are going to be looking at? And also, how do you actually, you know, appraise arts, look at arts? When you see a piece and a beautiful painting and it's selling for 100,000 rand, how do you tell actually if it's really worth that amount or more? You know, if you're wanting to uh, assess, the, you know, whether the, whether the art – the artwork is is worth the amount of money. Um, there, there are many ways of doing that. I mean, the good thing about an art fair is that generally an art fair, if it's a good art fair like ours, 
chooses the best galleries. So you, you are, you know, you're pretty sure if you go into that art fair that you're only going to have good galleries that, that, are, that are there. So that's the first hurdle. The second is that um, people look for things like, you know, has the artist won any prizes? What collections are they in? Have they been bought by um, museums, for example? Um, what prices do they fetch on auction? So there are a whole lot of indicators which will give you an indication of whether an artist is worth collecting, whether the price is justifiable. Um, and people who collect are obviously well aware of this and, and quite informed. How many artists do you have on the, the lineup for this year? We have 33 odd galleries, and then we have another 10 special projects over and above that. So there's roughly the, the work of about 400 artists sure. on at the fair yard. Yeah, we take um, a floor of the Santon Convention Center, which is 5,000 square meters. So it's the biggest collection of, of contemporary art from the continent at any one time. And do you kind of engage with them throughout the process? You know, obviously from a logistical perspective to to see how big their pieces are going to be, you need to find out that sort of stuff. But in terms of the material or the the sculptures or any of that sort of um, art that they are producing, do you are you involved in that? Do you see what they they are collecting or do, or putting together, or do you actually see it at the end when they're putting it all together on the just before the show? So, so the way it works is the art fair has two components. The okay. one component is galleries renting space from us, mm-hmm. and we charge them a, a rental, and they take a space and they put the work in that space that they that they choose you know fit to do. So we choose the best galleries and they choose the best artists to show at the art fair. Okay. Over and above that, we come up with what we call special projects where we will work with a curator. So for this year, for example, we got a, a show with the curator Temi Nkosi-Guniwe about 20 years of democracy, and we found a budget this time with Grolsch, Grolsch Beer from SA Breweries, and we give that budget to the curator to do an interesting work because the art fair has two, two parts to it. The one is for people wanting to buy art, but most people who visit the art fair, we have 10,000 visitors, are not collectors because it's expensive buying yeah. art. So they really want to see some interesting art. Um, see some projects that are not commercial, and for that we do these special projects. Okay. Now, what about? Uh, I'm just. I keep thinking about the Goodman Gallery and the whole thing with the spear. Remember, mm. uh, with the Zuma <laughs> thing, and you know, all of that a controversy. And then, I mean, I've never seen so many people rush to the Goodman Gallery, for instance. I mean, do you often have these types of of things that happen? You know, with your art. Um. I mean, you know, recently there's been quite a few controversies with art. Obviously, the spear um, painting at Goodman Gallery was probably the, the biggest one. Um, you know, last year we had a, we had a controversy at the art fair for the first time. And so, what was that? What happened? Uh, it was a, a picture um, of uh, Marikana, which we asked a gallery to take down on the opening night, and it ended up sort of becoming a, a controversy. So often art by its nature is political. Often there is tension between... Um, the interests of the artists, the interests of galleries, the interest of sponsors, um, and obviously South Africa is a very is a country with strong political history, um, and there are yeah. There, Do there, you think that you have any artworks for this year's exhibition that may be uh, you know stinging a few nerves as well? I'm, I'm sure there will be though. That's you know that's the that's one of the purposes of artists is to is to challenge um, conceptions, challenge authority. Challenge stereotypes. Um, I mean, luckily in South Africa we have, you know, a very uh, free, free constitution, freedom of speech. I mean, I've been to art fairs in India, um, and you can't have nudity at the art fair because it's yeah. just not sanctioned in India. I mean, apparent. I haven't been to an art fair in the Middle East, but people tell me that in the Middle East there's completely no nudity. You know, so so South Africa is quite lucky in that um, there's a lot more freedom of speech than most places. Are you an artist at all? Do you? Can we see some of your art at <laughs> no. the, the fair? 
No, so I I, I uh, own a business and, and our business is in the business of doing fairs. So we okay. own five fairs of which the, the oldest and the biggest is the art fair. I challenge you. I think you should put something together. Next fair. <laughs> There's no chance of that. <laughs> you also have a big event coming up on Friday nights, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, it is the Art Week and Absolutes. Yeah, that's called the Absolute Art Party, and that takes place at uh, MOAD, a Museum of African Design, Art at Maboneng. Um, and once again, that was just one of the initiatives of the Art Week to try and get people to move around the city dur- during the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then you also have a collector's dinner on Saturday. Is that right? That's right. That's um, What we found with the collectors is that the collectors really wanted to, you know, that, that in, in a way they're like a club. I mean, as you, with any group of collectors, if you have, for example, classic car collectors, they really like to meet each other, compare notes, talk about their collection. Um, so we have a dinner take that takes place inside the fair on Saturday night, which is invitation only. And we invite all the serious art collectors and the galleries and some of the artists and it's really an opportunity for them to to collaborate, to talk about their collections, um, and to see the art fair without without an audience. There are only 200 people in the whole art fair on that Saturday night. Sure. So, what's the most expensive art piece that you've ever seen being sold in South Africa or at the fair, for instance? Um, you know, the, the most expensive art pieces of of a living contemporary artist would obviously be William Kentridge pieces, and sure. th- those go over a million rand mm-hmm. quite easily. Um, then. You know, sometimes we see, you know, some of the sort of South African masters works up at the art fair, in the Stearns, for example, um, and those are in the region of sort of three or four million. But the nice thing about, about contemporary art from Africa is that it's still relatively undervalued. Um, if you go to equivalent fairs of, of the F&B Joburg Art Fair in Europe, the standard sort of entry-level price is around the 20,000, 30,000 euro mark. Well, now that's over half a million rand, whereas yeah. in South Africa, our entry-level price is 50,000, 60,000 rand. Amazing stuff. Very nice. Yeah. Well, we look forward to it. I'm going to the opening on Thursday nights Good. for Good. the F&B Joburg Art yeah. Fair, which is at the Sanson Convention Center. And you've got the opening times Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and uh, open to the public as well. That's right. So Thursday night's invitation only, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the, are the public days. And how can people get tickets? You can go onto web ticket, um, or you can just get tickets at the door. Excellent stuff. Well, we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, Ross Douglas, thank you so much for spending time with us from the F&B Joburg Art Fair. And good luck. I hope it goes well. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for educating us as well. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Definitely. Great stuff. Thank you so much. You're on the buzz. And, of course, we get right into tea, pain, and drinking partner.
like it's nothing. She walk in, she walk in, and everybody say, Oh, here she comes. Somebody get the shot, girl, over here right now. Oh, here she comes. Hey, slide them up in front of her. She gon' take them right down. Tonight was so worth it. I done found somebody that like doing everything that I do. We hit the floor, too, just like that. When I move, you move. It's like we the same person. We drinking even if we ain't thirsty. Screaming YOLO in the lane, swerving. I'm about to give her that T-Pain service. Hey, I got a feeling she ain't going nowhere. Does she know that she leaving with me? We drank one more big shot for the night. Now that you ain't gon' get no sleep. Sorry, I have to say, T-Pain, he annoys me. I just find him so boring. He's boring. He's in pain. That's why he called himself T-Pain. Him and Lil Wayne are the worst, biggest waste of space artists I've ever, ever heard. Sorry, just got to say, putting it out there. Anyway, as you were. (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot of stuff coming up in next week's show. We do. Because we've got the two big ceremonies back to back, the MTV Video Music Awards as well as the Emmys. Yes. So um, we are going to dish it all out. You're going to talk about fashion, you're going to talk about the controversial moments, the boring moments, all of that stuff we will cover right here on The Buzz between 11 and 12 every single Tuesday. And all those winners. We also have an interview with Kenny G. I did. I did an interview with Kenny G. Yeah, blast from the past. Remember Kenny G, the the saxophonist? I I remember. I have to tell you, I was an intern at a radio station in Asia. I don't want to say which radio station. (laughs) And um, Kenny G actually made a pass at me. Oh. So I remember Kenny G. <laughs> See, I wanted to I wanted to ask him about that, and I actually wanted to ask you about that a little bit more, but maybe we'll talk about that <laughs> next week right here on the <laughs> We also have Rockville 2069. They're doing a really big red carpet event and opening at Artscape in Cape Town. So we're going to chat with the guys from Rockville. That'll be next week as well on The Buzz. Sir Coloise, we're going to bring a contortionist in. Yeah. All kinds of bendy He's movements. He's going to perform for us in studio. He's going to like hang from the ceiling bars. I haven't told Gareth Cliff this yet, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the different lights, the air conditioner, and the various things in this studio, what he's going to hang himself from. And also how, like, how flexy they are. No, apparently they're totally flexible. It's scary. It actually makes me uh, – we were sent the picture of this contortionist, and uh, – it, it's it's scary what this person can do with her body. So you'll see that. We will put it online. 
Um, and we will also talk to her and a whole bunch of other stars from Circle Rise next week. That's right. And also iHeart Joburg, the iHeart Joburg Festival coming up with lots of artists, including Jason Derulo, Jesse Jason J. Derulo. And we got Crash Car Burn. We're, We're going to be chatting them. with them as well. Yep. Yeah, looking forward to that. So that's all coming up on the buzz in the next couple of weeks. That's right. All of that is coming up. And, of course, uh, stay tuned for The Laws of Life with Gary and Kate. That's coming up next right here on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jen Sue. And I'm Jason Von Berg. We'll catch you next week between 11 and 12 right here on cliffcentral.com.